0: and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to talk about social anxiety in conversations and how to have less of it, be free of it which means more relaxed confidence, more you, more ease in being in your own skin. And it's something I've been thinking a lot about recently because we're uh, sending out some emails in just a couple days about the next online live event, which is called Supremely Confident Conversation Master. And um, there's a super early bird that we're running for that starting in two days. But for you guys, we'll have the link down below at shrinkfortheshyguy.com uh, starting today. So you guys can get access to that even a couple days earlier than the um, than the main email list. And uh, it's a fantastic event. I'll tell you more about it a bit later in this episode. And uh, if it's something that you want to go further with to uh, boost that ability, I mean, I'm going to teach you what I can here. And, of course, we're going to spend three days doing that. It's um, in March of this year in 2021. It's online virtual uh, the super early bird is a, we made it extremely accessible, so anyone from all over the world can do it online. Uh, you'll you'll learn a lot, but you'll also practice a lot. So uh, it's a, I highly recommend it, and it will. We focus on both sides, right? Like the conversation skill, but also the the social anxiety side to free yourself to feel more confident. Because no matter how many skills you got, you, pr- you could look up a thousand articles, like Wiki How, Wiki How to have a conversation, but it's the confidence piece. That's the real determining factor, whether we can apply what we learn or, or just be ourselves in conversations. So I would love to share that with you. Um, And again, go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com and go below this episode to uh, get your ticket for that. And let's talk about uh, now how to relieve some of that social anxiety in conversations. So, uh, you know, that's The name social anxiety implies your anxiety is going to be, you know, socially. Of course, we all know we can experience social anxiety not in conversations, right? You could feel anxious before a conversation, uh, leading up to a conversation. You could um, be experiencing social anxiety when no one's around you, just by thinking about other people and their perceptions of you and what they feel and think about you or upcoming events, right? I'm going to go have this conversation. I'm going to have this meeting. And we feel that anticipatory anxiety. That's a social anxiety. It's just we're not in the social uh, experience. So, you know, we want to broaden this to in conversations, but, you know, it's also before and after those conversations as well. And uh, you'll, you'll see why in just a minute here. So there's going to be some key concepts about social anxiety um, that I think will be useful for you that applies to, to all different scenarios, like dating and other things too. But so here are some key things about social anxiety. You know, what is social anxiety? So it's being afraid of others. Anxiety means fear kind of mind-guided you know, guided fear. And social means you know interconnection with others. So social anxiety is I'm afraid of others. And why am I afraid of others? Well, I'm afraid of others because I am afraid of their judgment. Well, it's the prime. I mean, you're probably not socially anxious, like afraid people are going to physically attack you. That might be a different kind of anxiety. And if that's warranted, maybe you should get out of that situation, right? But social anxiety is not, we're not afraid of our physical safety. We're afraid of the judgment of others. And it's not just the judgment, like a judgmental thought. It's a negative appraisal of ourselves by the other person. The other person's going to you know, judge negatively about us, right? Because judgment can be positive or negative. I, I judge this person as brilliant. I think when you look at someone, you're like, whoa, that person's so beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's like a, a woman you think is amazingly beautiful or a man that's really handsome. You look at someone, you're like, whoa. That's a judgment. You're judging that person as attractive. And it's a positive judgment. So most people are not like, "Hey, get out of here with your positive judgments and shut up," right? And so we think when you hear judgment, you think, "Oh, then it's all the negative stuff." But the judgment is just the mind is just assessing something's quality: is it good or bad, better or worse, on on any different measure, right? You know, is it they're beautiful or not be, or ugly in this case, right? Or um, smart or stupid. These are kind of the, the extremes of the spectrum. And there's, you know, obviously someone could fall in between beautiful and ugly. They'd be bugly. See, that's how you eliminate your social anxieties. You get an awesome sense of humor like that. And then, hey, everyone wants to hang out with you. So uh, you follow me there? Judgments can are just the mind coming up with something, is it's quality of something, if it's good or not, or the range in between. So what are we really afraid of? Well, we're afraid of not the positive judgments, Although that's a that's another wormhole we could go down. Social when we have social anxiety, positive judgments can also make us uncomfortable. <laughs> Damn man, there's no way out, right? So we're like we get a little squeamish, a little squirmy. But you know, come on. At the end of the day, we'll, we'll we'll take them. Or maybe we're a little if if they're if they're expressed, we might get a little squirmy or squeamish. Like someone's like, "Wow, you're really beautiful. Or, you're really smart." Or, "I can't believe you do that thing." We might be like, "Huh? Oh, <laughs> stop looking at me." But you know, if they just thought it, we'd like that. Right? If they just thought, man, that person's so smart and attractive, we'd be like, yeah, right. So we're not afraid of the positive judgments. We're afraid of the negative judgments. That means someone is viewing us as on the the bottom half of the spectrum. You know, the, there's the spectrum between good and bad. You know, awesome or undesirable. We don't want to be in the bottom half. And that's not the only thing we're afraid of what we're actually more afraid of is emotion the 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 rejecting emotion that we are afraid is going to accompany the negative judgment that makes sense so someone's going to look at us and think that person's ugly and i don't like them <laughs> i don't like i don't like ugly people <laughs> Which, by the way, is just a fantastic way to start conversations. Uh, that's one of the things we teach <laughs> at the Conversation Master event. You know, if you ever want to know, one of the things we teach at that event is how to join into group conversations. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give away, this is some of the secret sauce. I'm giving it away for free, though, here, uh, which is you want to know how to start a conversation with the group. Just walk in and just Join right into the group. There's three or four people talking. Just talk right over somebody. doesn't matter what they're saying. And just say, hey, guys, am I the only one? Or do you just hate ugly people? And then just stand there and make solid eye contact with each person one by one. the beauty of this technique is it works in person. It also works in a Zoom room. You enter a meeting. You know, there's five, six people there. It's just the small talk before the meeting. It's real awkward city. You don't like that stuff. Just lead with that line. You know, dudes, I saw this real ugly person earlier today. It's disgusting. <laughs> so what am I doing here? I am highlighting some of the absurdity of these these judgments that we fear. Like someone's going to like me because I don't look good enough. Like, wow, that person sounds like, does that person that I'm describing sound like a, a great person that you want to hang out with? right? No, it's not. Well, thank you. I don't want friends like that. I don't want to be around people like that. But that now we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves in that, in that, you know, why does that person's judgment bother you so much? But in any case, so we're afraid of the rejecting energy or emotion, whether it's, you know, not, not beautiful or attractive enough, not smart enough. Or, you know, if they see that I have emotion, they see that I'm anxious, or they see that I'm angry, or they see that something they're going to, they're going to judge that. Ooh, anger is bad. Anxiety is weak or some mental judgment, and then an emotion of like, I don't like this person anymore. Ugh, I don't, you know, and then if they don't like us, then what are we afraid of? What well, we're afraid of, what What? What do you think? Like, we, sometimes our mind is just like, oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. It's awful. Why is it awful? What are you really afraid of here? Okay, they're going to judge me in some way as bad. They're going to not like me. And then what does that mean? well, one of our fears is they're going to withdraw themselves from our lives to a greater or lesser degree, right? You know, they're not going to want to spend time with me. They're not going to want to be my friend. They're not going to want to date me. Um, they're not going to um, be kind or loving with me. They're going to they're going to um, pull back, either you know, literally physically, like I might never see them again. Or if it's an ongoing relationship, I'm afraid that they're going to pull back, you know, and I'm not going to hang out with them as much or they're going to be less available and in an emotional, maybe it's a marriage or a long-term partnership, they're going to kind of withdraw and that's going to be painful for me. Or if it's a business colleague or personal relationship, then it's like, oh, I'm not going to, they're not going to respond to my messages and it's going to be hard to get our projects done, you know, or maybe I'm afraid that they're going to get me later, (laughs) you know, attack me in some way or um, not physically, but you know, like. Criticize me or um, be, be uh, harsh or something, you know, resistant to me in some way. So mentally judge me, emotionally not like me, and then act it out in some way. Those are our fears. And that's what creates that anxiety inside. Now, is it possible to be talking to someone or in an interaction with somebody and they judge you mentally. They don't like you emotionally. And they kind of want to get away from you or don't want to talk to you again after that. Is it possible to have that experience and not feel social anxiety? Eh? What do you think? <laughs> that sound effect I got from my kids. It's great. Maybe they got it from me. I don't know who got it from where, but uh, when, they, when they're proposing something. I'd be like, maybe we could do that. And then afterwards we could get ice cream. Eh? (laughs) It's effective. It's a good technique. So did you get that? Because that is pretty fascinating. I'm challenging some of our assumptions here about why we're anxious and how it has to be. And if we don't break this down, we're just kind of uh, beholden to it. It's like our programming. I'm exposing the programming. And then we get to start to have more choice of whether we want to let those programs run us or not. So what do you think? Is it possible to have someone judge you? I mean, have you ever had that experience in your life where someone judged you negatively? And, and look, we don't know what's going on in people's minds, but maybe it was clear, right? People can say things uh, that, that indicate that they're judging you. It's clear that they don't like you or something that you did or something that you offered or whatever, spent time with you. And then they withdrew or wanted to withdraw in some way. And you didn't feel anxious. You felt okay about it huh. Why would that be? And if you've had that experience, you can ask yourself, I wonder why it was, what happened? What what happened that that was the case? And if you've never had that experience, it's always bothered you or made you very uncomfortable or anxious. Then you might say, I wonder what, if someone else has had a situation where it didn't bother them, I wonder what would happen for that person. What's going on for them that it doesn't bother them? How are they seeing it? How are they perceiving it? What's happening? Well, one case i often hear is sometimes it doesn't bother people if they're like well i didn't really like that person anyway so it didn't bother me and that's that's possible uh sometimes you can hear there's a it did bother them (laughs) and there's more of like a little bit of a hurt angry like i don't i don't give a shit what they think didn't bother me at all i never want to talk to them again i i unfriended them first before they unfriended me i would have done it i you can't fire me because i quit you know a little bit of that um a little bit of that armoring or puffing up our our sense of self ego but the the, it truly and that's that's one way it can go down but it actually can really go down that the person's upset or judging me emotionally doesn't like me and withdraws and i feel okay that's okay that's okay so what's going on there because that's what you want in conversations right because remember this is how to be Really, really free yourself with social anxiety in conversations. And what's happening in a conversation is you're interacting with a person and you're like afraid that they're going to judge you, they're going to emotionally re- reject you, and then they're going to withdraw, or want to at least. And that's scary. And you could be in that situation where it's not scary. And there's, there's, a, there's a way to do that. That's what we're going to talk about right now. But notice how, if that were the case, I then, then the conversation's no longer threatening. And so I wouldn't feel anxious. And so I can just be myself. Does that make sense? So the, the part of the problem is I'm afraid of those scenarios, you judging, emotional uh, disliking, and then withdrawal. I'm afraid I don't want any of those. Those are all perceived as bad. And so now I'm, I'm worried about that outcome occurring. I'm gonna to try to control that outcome. And one of the best ways to control it with social anxiety is just to not have the interaction at all. But you know that doesn't work well for your life. So the next option is to go into the action with a lot of discomfort and and then try to get through it and try to make sure you have positive judgments, positive feelings. They want to hang out with you again. The opposite of withdrawal. Move towards. In whatever way that is. And that could be a business thing. You know, I want them to partner with me or hire me or uh, like, you know, like me so that maybe they'll connect me to their network or whatever it is. Um, So... We're having this, I need this to go a certain way, so I'm safe. And that energy is tense. That energy emanates off of you, and people feel it. And it's, you know, you can think about, there's different ways that people feel it, but I like to think of it as like a, have you ever seen a sine wave, a graph of a sine wave from way back when in school, or if you're like into audio stuff, you can see that the sine wave just kind of goes up and then down and up and down. It's very smooth. And then if you look at other types of waves, they can be really jagged. And it feels to me like jagged energy coming off you. (laughs) And even if you're trying to hide it, it's there. And that is less attractive. That, that jagged energy is, like, disturbing in some way to people's nervous systems, whether they know or not. Just, like, a an abrasive sound is disturbing to people's nervous systems. <laughs> I remember I was visiting New York. This was a couple of years ago. And I was visiting uh, uh, with, with two friends in New York. It's part of my uh, – we have this small group. I, I love them. We call it uh, our executive committee. And uh, we meet once a month on the phone for three hours. And uh, pre-COVID, we met in person once a year. And we haven't done it. We didn't do it in 2020 because – because you know, but, uh, we, uh, so, so <laughs> I was visiting him in New York and, you know, we like have time to we talk and connect and talk about business and everything. And then we also have time where we just kind of hang out and, um, go, do fun stuff. So we were, we went to, uh, we we're going to go to some like massive spa thing in, in Manhattan where it was like. It was really cool. It was like two, two or three stories and these different pools and a sauna and a cold pool and all these different hot tubs and stuff. It was really fun. And uh, on the way there, we stopped at a Whole Foods and we we're going to get a sandwich. And I love Whole Foods. And they was like, hey, let's get, get some food. And I was kind of like, let's eat something healthier. So they're like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. I don't want to figure out a restaurant. Let's just go to Whole Foods. And when I, I'm in Portland, Oregon, Whole Foods is like swanky and nice. And you get your sandwich and, you know, out in the burbs. This is like, this is New York. And it was <laughs> there, like uh, my friend Jacob, who like kind of crinkled up his nose and he's like, Whole Foods. I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right. And so we get there and it's like, it's a little rougher. You know, there's like crews of homeless folks walking through the store and grabbing stuff. And I'm like, whatever. They still have my, you know, salad I can get. So I, I got myself a salad. We sit down at this upstairs area. And again, it's a little rough in the upstairs area. It's not all swanky like it is in Portland. And you know the bathroom's got a lock on it and. Um, there's kind of people going in and out of the bathroom a lot, like kind of shady looking characters. <laughs> Maybe they're just using the bathroom. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in there. In any case, we're sitting around. And of course, you also have your mixture of like, you know, the 60-year-old Japanese lady and her husband sitting over there because it's New York, right? It's, it's uh, diverse. I love it. So we're there. And then all of a sudden, I'm eating my salad. I'm halfway through and enjoying it. We're hanging out. And all of a sudden, someone does something I don't know if there was an exit door. I think there was an exit door near the bathroom that says, like, do not open the exit door or else the shit's going to go down. That alarm's going to go off, right? Have you ever seen those? You ever seen that? Like, do not open the exit door. The alarm's going to go off. (laughs) And uh, I've never opened one of those. That sign works on me. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to call a fire department, you know, whatever. Anyway, one of those shady dudes, like, opens up the door and then the alarm just goes off. And then he like, closes the door and backs off and kind of scurries away. And it is insane, loud, like, <laughs> like really intense volume, high pitch. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and my two friends just sit there, continue to eat their food. I look around, everyone around just keeps eating their food. And, uh, and we had to wait a couple minutes to get a table, too, because there were, people were hovering. So we didn't want to get up and leave our table. So we just sit there. And it is so freaking loud and intense. And everyone's just like, it's weird. Like, if you were looking at that scene on mute, it would look like nothing was happening. And then you would unmute and be like, oh, my God. You know? And my stomach was, like, tight. Like, I had to stop eating. I was like, I can't eat with that thing punching me in the face. Anyway. It took a while, but eventually it stopped and all was well in New York, Whole Foods. The key takeaway there is that I need you to not judge me and feel emotionally positive towards me and want to hang out with me more, in whatever way, shape or form that is. That is that a low version of that alarm, which is disturbing to the nervous system. And so what we want to do is we want to free ourselves from that, not only for our own liberation and and emotional well-being but also for others and for connecting better because you can't connect well when you're doing that because you're trying to control people and no one likes to be controlled even if it's just psychically even if it's just unconscious like you know they're not aware of it but you're energetically emotionally grasping at them so the way out is to let is to change it so that those things are not threatening to me and there's one thing that, that, that makes those things threatening, which is believing that they're right. That's what makes it most threatening. Because look, at the end of the day, if that one person didn't want to date you, if that one person didn't want to hire you, if that one company didn't want to hire you, if that one person didn't want to be your friend, if that one person didn't enjoy that conversation with you, I mean, would it really be that terrible? You might say, yes, this person is the love of my life. And you know, okay, whatever we can, we can puff it up and make it seem like it's the end of the world. But really, let me ask you this, if, if it, the dating example, like, okay, if that person didn't like you, but you knew that next week you'd meet someone who is even better, better fit, better, better at loving, better in all ways for you, whatever makes it better for you. And you knew that you're going to meet that person next week. Would you feel anxious? People would say, well, no, I guess that's fine. Right? So the reason that we're anxious, the reason why we need to try to control people is because on some level we believe the judgment about ourselves and we believe the emotional rejection that we are unlovable or unworthy and that we believe we deserve to be withdrawn from, left, discarded, ignored. Do you see that? You following me here? This is, this is profoundly life-changing to really get all this because all of a sudden then you can start to it's like when you see this you can start to pull apart the web of that that ball of social anxiety which just feels like this thing it's like part of who I am it's not part of who you are it's just a pattern and we're unraveling it right now so i got this judgment i don't you know you're ugly i believe that that's why i'm anxious I'm not, I, I'm rejectable. I'm kind of, ugh, ugh. I'm content. I'm worthy of contempt or at the very least aversion. I believe that. That's why I'm anxious. I don't want to be friends with you. I'd get away from me. I believe I'm not worthy of people being with me. So of course they want to get away from me. Do you see, do you see that? Because if you see that, then that gives you a pathway to liberation, which is to transform that perception of yourself to to upgrade your identity to transform the way that you treat yourself and talk to yourself which is reinforcing that shitty identity of i'm not good enough and no one's going to like me and you start to build a resilience and a tolerance for disapproval because it's okay some people like me and some people don't i'm not for everybody but that doesn't mean i turn on myself it doesn't mean i consistently think about myself in that way and for so many people for social anxiety to be in place that like turning on myself and we don't even think of it as turning on myself because i'm always not on my own side i didn't i didn't have to turn on myself i just i'm always against myself until you change that so that's what we want to do and that is the the promise of this this 3-day event that i would highly recommend you attend it's anywhere in the world so virtual. You can, you can come as long as you got an internet connection and it is powerful because we're going to get in there and we're going to upgrade those beliefs and those, and that's just, it's not just mental beliefs. It's feelings about yourself. It's an identity. It's who you see you are in the world and how you see yourself and your worthiness and all of that, that has to get awakened and elevated so that you feel good about who you are. And I'm going to share and, and help you start to install and feel the power beliefs of highly confident conversationalists. And it's not that they're like, oh, I know the wittiest story and I, and I know all about the current events. It's not about that. It's about their core and how they see themselves, it's about their identity. And their identity is, of course, someone to want to be my friend. Of course, I'm enjoyable to talk to. Oh, it doesn't. I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I can be dumb sometimes. Of course it's fine there's just that like owning of who you are so if you like that you want to build that then obviously come join me at the event and in the meantime let's take some action on this time for action 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 your action step is going to be an awareness building exercise which is so you learned a lot about the nuts and bolts and about how social anxiety works so I want you to study it in yourself. Before we can change anything, we have to become aware of it. And the awareness, like pull, as I said, pulling apart that web of social anxiety will give you more power to actually change it. Because otherwise, you're just gonna it's just gonna be like trying to slap an affirmation on there, like I'm I'm beautiful and worthwhile. Like yes, right? <laughs> it just doesn't stick. So we have to. I think one of the most powerful ways to liberate ourselves is you gotta un you gotta cut the the ropes that are binding you. And the way that we do that is with our awareness. The more you see it, the more you're like, whoa, whoa, that's what I'm doing? Ooh, no, thank you. So pay attention. We have social anxiety before an interaction. During, you might be able to sort of pay attention, but maybe there's a lot going on. So then afterwards, say, huh, what, what, what was I afraid of there? Was it a judgment? What judgments was I most afraid of? What would I not want them to see me as? Hmm. Do I feel, like, am, I, am I deeming myself as emotionally unworthy? And if so, why? Why am I doing that? What's going on there? Do I think I'm not worthy of people wanting to move closer with, to me? Hmm. Again, why? What's going on there? What are the stories? What are the beliefs? What is the, you know, to see how you're, you're creating this. And when you shift, when your identity shifts, all of a sudden the responses from people to totally transform before you lost another pound, before you gained another pound of muscle, before you got you know, smarter or richer or whatever else we're trying to do. Confidence is an inside job. So I hope this serves you. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of this show as well as perhaps at the Conversation Master online live event. Until we speak again, we have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome.